and welcome to the AHDC podcast series, Health Design on the Go. I'm your host, David Cummins, and today we have the pleasure of speaking to Isabel Monsieur, who is on the board of the AHDC. Isabel is a senior clinical planner at MACE Australia. Isabel joined the AHDC committee in 2019. As a health planner with a clinical background, Isabel is equipped with the skills and knowledge to function as a translator between the clinical and construction languages. As a committee member at the AHDC, Isabel is leading the events portfolio, continuously looking for opportunities to help promote the health design principles while keeping herself up to date with the latest trends in the field. Hi, Isabel. Thank you for your time. It's a pleasure being here. Thanks for inviting me, David. That's all right. You've had a very interesting career. Do you mind telling us and the, the audience a little bit about your career and how you ended up to where you are today at MACE? Sure. I previously worked as a registered nurse in the coronary care unit and emergency department in my home country. I loved the clinical aspect of my job and the ability to help patients and attend to their clinical care needs. However, I must say the work conditions for nurses in my home country during that period were very tough. This is when I started to reconsider my career path and personal aspirations and decided to move to the insurance consultant, to the private health insurance field, which kicked off my career in consultancy. Then I was a health insurance consultant for five years. I had the opportunity to work with the Qatari government on the Qatari National Health Insurance Scheme, which is comparable to Medicare in Australia. Just before turning 19, I established my private business in events coordination. My company was called uh, Sirene, which is uh, a French word that means mermaid. I enjoyed the entrepreneurial experience and learned a lot from the five years I spent solely managing my company and advancing it to be one of the leading events agencies in the country. That's how you would understand why I'm really passionate about AHDC events and leading this portfolio. It stems in my early 20s when I was coordinating these events. Back then, I had a team of around 60 casual events coordinators, and we used to plan like an average of 30 events per year. I moved to Australia, had my baby boy, pursued my master's degree, and I graduated when my baby was three. So I started my health planning career when I joined TSA management and worked on significant hospital redevelopment projects across New South Wales. Health planning is a niche, so you get to learn it on the job. The skill of translating the language of clinicians into health facility requirements is built up through practice and exposure. I have recently joined MACE, working with the health team and the strategy and investment team. So therefore, having had such a diverse career then, what would be some of the highlights of your career over two countries, two, you know, multiple states, multiple projects? What would be some of the highlights of that career? The major highlight is, I think, my ability to adapt to changing circumstances in my professional life. As I mentioned before, from being a registered nurse, working closely with patients and other clinicians in a highly stressful hospital environment, and then moving to the corporate world as a health insurance consultant, where I had to look at and deal with healthcare system from a different angle. Then again, moving to the health planning, another form of interaction with the healthcare system, this time the lens of design and built environment. So although all these uh, different professions related in one way or another to healthcare delivery, each, each of these fields required a different set of skills, a different perspective. Most importantly, developing an understanding of the cultural environment where I was doing work was key. It's really interesting that a lot of people who start in the health profession still end up in the health profession, although it might not be their 
you know, a re- original um, preferred job, but people in health generally love health. And I certainly, it does sound like that for you as well. So keeping that in mind, what would be some of your best teachings then? My career life has taught me to make the world my university, to make a serious commitment to never stop learning. There's something to be learned from everyone. Yeah, I, I agree as well, especially in health planning where models of care change and innovation changes. You've got COVID now, you've got global um, trends. So if you don't keep learning, then you will fall behind. Having said that, learning is always challenging, especially when you've got a young family. So what would be some of the challenges you've had in your career? My primary career challenge was my relocation to a foreign country, that is Australia, which I call now home, where I felt like I needed to start my career from scratch after already being in the job market for around like seven, eight years. Also getting myself fluent in English, my third language. It was hard translating my skills and expertise acquired overseas to the Australian job market. For most people listening in Australia to speak three languages would be, it's boggling my mind, but I I guess you've hit yourself a target and you've achieved that goal and obviously you've succeeded in your career. You're also part of the Australian Health Design Council. Speaking about the AHD, what drew you to the AHDC? So my first driver to join as an individual member first before joining the committee uh, was my passion for continuous learning. Two years later, I think, I joined uh, the AHDC committee leading along with a team, the events portfolio. I think my decision of joining the committee is driven by my willingness to contribute to promoting the health design discipline, best practices, lessons learned, latest trends, etc., and make it available and easily accessible to the community of health design professionals. I see it as a way to give back to the health design discipline, which I got introduced to five to six years ago, helping people starting in their health design field, connect to other professionals in the area and find resources to expand their knowledge and stay tuned. With reference to the AHDC, you are correct. I love how you've got, you know, the older, more mature generation who have been the forefront and the younger generation who are just, you know, still so excited. It is a very changing profession and industry. What would be some of the biggest teachings or some of the things that you've seen people get wrong in the design and construction of healthcare. Reflecting on the five, six years I've worked as a health planner, talking uh, about the design phase of a health project, the importance of starting change management early in the process is underestimated. Not done wrong, but it's kind of underestimated. Healthcare delivery is ever-changing, as we all know. New integrated models of care and digital transformation are continuously being developed to support more personalized and connected care while ensuring a high degree of efficiency in care delivery and sustainability. So every health facility redevelopment project represents an opportunity to rethink how healthcare is delivered front and backstage. People by nature are resistant to change. Uh, A shift in mindset requires an early intervention to support decision makers. I often see change management being undertaken after the design is completed. Models of care are reassessed, re-examined, and sometimes redesigned after the building design is complete, which is, I found, kind of, you know, kind of disappointing sometimes. In my opinion, a thorough clinical redesign process involving a robust clinical and community consultation process 
is a cornerstone for developing a health facility that reflects the need of the population it serves. Yeah, I think we've all been on projects where that health planning aspect has probably not been prioritized. As Albert Einstein used to say, 90% planning, 10% execution. If you just took that little bit extra to really knuckle down those models of care, you definitely get longer you know, outcomes and, and stronger longevity in the operations and, and certainly better staff satisfaction as well and, and ultimately better patient care. Is a future mature age industry leader and as a current industry leader at that, with our HDC and MACE, what do you think the future of health design looks like? Hmm. You know what? I think we are heading towards a, I, I'll call it revolution in how healthcare is delivered. So we can see there's an aging population with multiple comorbidities who is often better served with care closer to home. So the virtual hospital operating through data networks using telemedicine and outreach clinics is a real possibility. We cannot underestimate that the pandemic has pushed us to reimagine and innovate new ways of delivering uh, healthcare. So in my opinion, with a clear direction towards person-centered care being provided as close as possible to the patient's home, hospitals as we know them today, will become smaller in terms of physical infrastructure with an increased focus on delivering care in the community, leveraging technological innovation and multidisciplinary care delivery. I 100% agree. I do think that we're moving towards the NHS model of decentralized health. I think the pandemic, especially in healthcare, has provided many opportunities for funding and also many opportunities for patient care. Yeah, correct. And then as well, you have the workforce, which is a major issue. We always hear there's shortage in nurses, shortage in clinicians in general, and medical staff. So in my opinion, building a huge hospital and not being able to sustain it uh, for more than a few years, I think things could be done better with more public health planning, as well as taking these models of care and virtually delivering them and finding new ways of delivering health care. So keeping that in mind, and as we've talked to, health planning is so unique, and there's not actually many courses for it. You do have to have a bit of a background in some form of planning or architecture or nursing or some form of clinical what advice would you be giving to people trying to start out in the health planning or the health design careers? I think it is worth highlighting the difference between a health planner coming from a clinical background and a health planner coming from an architectural background. Both of them are health planners at the end of the day, but a health planner coming with a clinical background could probably better understand the needs of the clinicians with whom he or she is consulting and then translating these models of care and patient journey and operational policies into health infrastructure requirements and then helping the architects to develop these schematic design plans and taking the design further. So first of all, anyone who has a clinical background, whether it's an allied health uh, specialist or a nurse or any other kind of clinician, could use this clinical knowledge and invest it into health design, into the health design field. In general, not specifically to those starting a career in health design, but anyone starting a career in general, uh, my advice would be investing in uh, building professional relationships based on trust is an essential part of doing business. It doesn't happen overnight. The more time and effort you put into the little things, the more critical they become. 
So it is important to view every person you meet as a door that may lead you to a new opportunity. Having a clinical background is key, and this is like step number one. But furthering this clinical knowledge and applying what you know on the job, this is how you get to be a health planner. And it needs lots of time, lots of practice. You need to be involved in many projects and you still have a lot that you don't know. Uh, We know that the field of health planning and health design in general is progressing and evolving every day. So it's small steps learning. Thank you. Um, That's about all we've got time for, Isabel. Do you have any take-home message for any of our listeners today? More than what I said, David? Of course not. I already already said a lot. I hope this was um, helpful, useful for whoever is listening. Thanks again, David, for the opportunity to be with you on this podcast. Definitely, I wish you all the best with all the other interviews you're going to undertake. We talk soon. Cool. Thank you, Isabel. I do know you're busy, so we really do appreciate your time. Uh, You have been listening to the Australian Health Design Council podcast series, Health Design on the Go. If you'd like to learn more about the AHDC, please connect with us on our website or LinkedIn. Thank you for listening.